Well, you hear the din of a restaurant. It could be only one place for a podcast. That's 15 Minutes with Veggie. Eric Vetch joins us on the uh, on the on the tail end. Well, you're in the middle of a two-game win streak right now. Uh, you know, you guys started 0-7, playing a lot better. Um, but let, let's just kind of go about the feeling around the locker room. And, you know, winning can cure a lot. And, um, you know, when, you, when you're beating teams, you feel like you should beat. Uh, that can start playing into the next step, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, the locker room right now is in a good spot. We're probably in the best spot we've been all year. The kids are are starting to see a light here, and and their hard work pay off. Um, like since the other podcast we had, we uh, we basically, you know, we've gone back to the basics, um, just working on competing in practice in all zones, and uh, the kids are working hard. They're practicing harder than they have probably since the beginning of the year, and, and uh, it's pre tryout. And they're just they're ready to ready to kind of commit to understanding that if we're going to play where we're going to play at the end of the year, we need to pick it up a little bit. What are you learning from their their play? I think you know you and I have spoken a little bit loosely off the air and whatnot. And 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 do you feel like the hockey thought or the the IQ is going up a little bit more? And, and they're taking their time and their decision making. Yeah, you know that's the one thing is is I told these guys they got to stop. They got to stop just always wanting to go 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 because they have to have the puck and and for us i think i've seen a, a, an increase in iq on some of these guys are deer starting to start, starting to regroup the puck more they're starting to realize that they don't have something they can always turn go d to d and, and we can regroup and and so you're starting to see us play more more of a style that that i think we want to play and and i think a lot of coaches want to see played um it, it's you know, you don't always have to dump and chase and whatnot. There's time for that, and there's also a time to understand that it, you know you have to have the puck to win games, and you have to possess the puck and manage the puck. And and our group's starting to understand that they can do that. Um, it, it's uh, it's interesting to watch as it grows because I feel like with with a few of our lines, we have some speed to be able to play at a higher level, and I think they're starting to see the fruits of that. Well, you've got Louis DiGiulio among others uh, leading the way for over a point a game. Uh, you know, you and I have talked a little bit about him being a defenseman, uh, but you know, yeah, we've gone back and forth on that. Yeah. And um, what do you like about him as a forward? Lewis is just—he he wins puck battles on the walls. He's—he's—he doesn't look very flashy doing it, but he is—he—he ma- he manages the puck better than most along the wall. He can make plays in tight spaces, and he's really calm and cool. If you see him, you never see him get frantic out there he's just level and steady the whole time um he just and he can find he can find people and he can distribute the puck and he he can also bury it um he's one of our few guys that will shoot with his feet moving constantly and he just again you don't see when you see him play he's not he's not going to just wow you with stuff but he's just all of a sudden there he's there and all of a sudden things are working and all of a sudden Good things are happening. When Lewis has got the puck on his stick, good things are going to happen. You know, I think it's funny about how, you know, defensemen who have been lifelong D-men in this game uh, end up being moved in the middle because they have some offensive flair, right? Well, really all you are is the third defenseman in the D-zone anyway, as we all know. So uh, those are the values, I think, that you, you can bring as a player. And I think sometimes that's missed. You don't necessarily need to be playing the game backwards and then being the last two up of the group. But you can really be a huge, valuable asset. Not a lot of centers that you have at the high school level have spent that much time on the blue line. No, not 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 so much. And and for Lewis, I think it's helped him actually with his with his game. Um, 
as much as I know sometimes he wants to be back there, I think part of him too is like, I'm like, you know, Lewis, you're a point of, point of game guy right Over. now, right? Over. And I'm like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that either. And so I think he's, you know, you know, he's a, he's a great kid. Um, he's a, he's a good leader on our team. He, he leads by example in his work ethic, you know, and, and um, he just really is the ultimate team guy and, and he will do what he needs to do for the team. You know, and, and another, the other aspect of that is we also took another defenseman uh, over the weekend in South St. Paul and moved him up the forward as well. Who is that? Finn Greeley. So, okay, so he's number two in points yes, right now, is. and you moved him up. Where'd you put him, in the middle or on the wing? No, he's on the wing with Lewis, and he's also with KD St. Hubert. So with that line wow. right now, what we've got loading is it up. It's, it's loaded up, and it also made us deeper with our other two lines. I could actually knock back some speed to my third line that I didn't have. And... Um, what did, it, did you did you feel like sorry to be did you feel like you're giving up something defensively in doing that? And if if that's what you felt, what's been the reality? Well, as a staff, what happened here is we've been going through illness since basically day one. We had the flu come through. Now we had this bit with COVID. I've shut us down twice for four and four and five days. Um, today was the first day we practiced since the South St. Paul tournament because of it. Um, and for us, it was a need to fill a spot. And to be honest with you, it gave us a dimension we kind of knew we might have, but didn't realize what we had until we actually saw it. He went out against Farmington and lit him up for probably about four to five points. And then the next day, he, he lit up South St. Paul for a point or two. Um, and he just really learned how to simplify what he did. And basically throwing him in a new position simplified his game to the point where when you see him, you're like, wow, look at him. And with him and Lewis together, it is, it's fun to watch. And it, like, I, I've been preaching these guys for, for two years now that when we come up, we got to make that, that wall-to-wall pass in neutral zone when it's there. And they had a goal against Farmington where it was like watching the Red Army. It was tic-tac-toe. Really? Oh, it was, it was, it was Greeley to DeGiulio, DeGiulio chip to the center split with, with, with D. St. Hubert back to back to Greeley for a tap in, it was unreal. And so in doing so, does that does that uh, did that give you a little more depth with your other lines? Because obviously you move some people around, yeah. and then now you got a, another unit that you send out that people have to deal with as yeah. well. Yeah. So what it, what it allows us to do is when they're all back and healthy, is it puts Sully and Geyser together with Junker again. Those guys all work together, and it and it throws it throws down a guy to our third line and, and to where I can get some varsity experience there and some varsity speed of some guys uh, like Jaden Reestock who's who's been playing well for us with, with, with Junker and, um, and Geyser. And it basically allows that line to become a little bit bigger, stronger force because JR is a big kid. He's like 6'2". He's got okay speed, but he's just a grinder and he's smart. So... Um, his game has turned around and been a surprise this year since he's a kid that never played A hockey growing up. Um, he's been a B kid, and he's, he's worked himself into a good spot. So um, it just allows us to get deeper. Um, it allows us to run 4D. I brought up a JV defenseman whose gap control is unreal in a JV game, so I wanted to see what he could do in a varsity game. So we, we're going to take a look at him tomorrow against Osseo, um, you know, and see what he can do. Uh, his name's Brady Landshut. It, it just it allows us to get deeper in our blue line. It actually isn't that bad off for it. I mean, we lose Finn's skating ability back there, but we gain it up front. And like like I told the coaches, they're like, when we come up to the Lake Conference, what do we do with him? Do we put him back there? Do we keep him up front? And I'm inclined to keep him up front just because if he's got the puck in the corner, it's not in our corner. So that's 
that's what I'm yeah. kind of, you know that, that's yeah. what I'm kind of looking at and he, and he brings a dimension we can always move back if, it, if it's Armageddon and all hell's breaking loose yeah. you can always move these guys back yeah. it's not the end of the world no so. it's not and at the same time if, if he can create in an offensive zone in a late conference hockey game that's going to be good for us so, so I'm going to be in the house tomorrow night mm-hmm. Tuesday night on the call yep for the game against the Orioles of Osseo. Yep. They haven't been lighting it up. 1-8-1 on the season. And, you know, these are District 3 foes that these kids yeah. see. Yeah. Obviously, the Osseo Maple Grove. But, you know, this feels like a trap game to me. And this is one of those judge judge the book by the cover saying never do so. Yeah. Uh, have you talked about that? Uh, I told the boys today that these are just going to be a good hockey team coming in here. Um you know, they, they, they were tight with Woodbury in the game. Uh, Woodbury, we found out, we didn't play that great. But they, they handled us, you know, on the scoreboard. Good team. They're a good yeah. team. West Borland's a good coach. So, for, for us, I, I told our kids, I said, throw the record out. I'm like, you know, that's our, been our big key, too, is everything's 0-0. Zero, zero. If we score a goal, it's still 0-0. Zero, zero. we got to keep going. we got to get that lead. we got to get mm-hmm. that lead. we got to maintain that lead. Never changes. Never changes. And so, for us... When we play Aussie tomorrow, we expect a hard-nosed hockey team to come in and hopefully our kids respond and add to what they've done these last couple of games. And that's just play really good hockey. So. Well, a lot of those kids on that Aussie team are used to winning because they do come from OMG with yeah. hockey, which all they do is yeah. win, win, win. So they're going to be salty. They're going to look at this as a game to say, you know what, we know the Royals have been struggling playing better as of late. But they're going to come down, and they've seen you guys since they were little, and 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 there's no secrets here. No. So I I, I think your kids better buckle it up. I, I'm excited for this game. Yeah, I, you know, it's going to be any game's a challenge. I mean, anybody wants to beat everybody, and for us, we got to get in that mindset of of understanding how to beat teams when they come into our barn. Um, that's the one thing I really have been a little upset with is is our is our lack of focus at times at home. Yeah. Um, I I think. You know, I think if we if we can bring that that road greasy mentality that we try to get out of our kids every night to our home game tomorrow, I think we're yeah. going to be good. But again, we're going to be a little shorthanded. So now you talked about when you when I sat down here, you had this table at McCoy's Public House here in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. You had talked a little bit about uh, coaching high school hockey in January in the middle of COVID, um, and you said it with sort of a sigh. So what, what kind of challenges have you been dealing with, Coach? Well, you know, we, we went to South St. Paul, and no one, had, no one had tested positive for COVID, and we got to South St. Paul the first day. One of our kids called me the next night and said he has COVID. So then, you know, we've been, we've been masking up and doing these things that we have to do to try to, you know, make sure that we stay safe. I'm telling these kids, you know, wear your mask, stay in your little pod, don't get – and as the week went on, we dropped a few more kids to COVID. So – um, this I shut was it last down. week. This was last week, so I shut it down for five days. Um, you know, trying to just get ahead of the curve here, and so basically, I'm just playing it. We're we're day by day right now, and if we get a couple more COVID hits, we may have to shut it down again. Um, just so we don't have the depth. I mean, we so don't. Am have I the... on? Am I on hold for maybe not doing a game tomorrow? No, you you can do the dig. We're not. We're we're playing tomorrow. We got a team. We're we practice today. Right, we're good. Right. We're set to go. Um, I, but at the same time, um, it's it just, it, it's not easy. You know, it's not easy managing these kids, making sure, I mean, it's easy to make sure that they do what you want them to do in a sense. But at the same time, you're not with them 24 don't go home with them. Don't go home with them. You don't do, so tomorrow, you know, it's going to be a big game. But we're also going to be down Lewis. We're going to be down Sully. We're going to be down JR. So, do you remember that receiver Robinson 
uh, from about 2004. I got into some trouble under the Mike Tice era. Yeah. I can't remember his first name. Oh, are you talking about Will Smoot? No. No, no, no. no, no we're no, not Robinson. talking about Will. Oh, Robinson. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, as a receiver. Yeah. He was uh, in at a BP station. He died that he used to manage. And, and, and it was John Tice, his brother. Yeah. His wags, you know... We, he goes, you know, we're, we're terrible, aren't we? I goes, coaches? He goes, yeah. He goes, we don't go home with them? I mean, yeah. he's like, we don't feed them food. I mean, no. like, I don't know what yeah. to tell you. You yeah. know, it was, it was interesting. So no. it's kind of the same situation there. So, okay. you know, I mean, you got to think, though, that this is at least a little bit more manageable than the stuff we were doing last year. Yeah. That was, was, like, so restrictive in every movement. It was, but at the same time, we didn't have as many positives but we're seeing that around the world it's not just happening here in minnesota it's hitting every sport it's hitting everything i mean you know these kids are unfortunately contracting this thing and and spreading it faster than anything so i mean i i think it's fair to say with you know it's pretty much out there yeah but it's no different than any other winter season when when there'd be an influenza that's flying around. Everybody gets it, and nobody's stopping anything. Yeah, and that's yeah. so. No, I mean, yeah. and I'm not. Believe me, I had it and nearly went to the hospital. Um, yeah. I have a father that passed away from it. My As brother did almost did. did you did well. too. So I'm not um, diminishing it at all. You have to respect the virus. Yeah. But at some level, we do need to also collectively live our lives and be smart about oh, things, you're right. too. You're right. And and that's all we're trying to preach to the guys is, hey, take care of yourselves, take care of your bodies, you know, stay with your families, don't don't go to big big functions or be around a lot of people, and, and try to keep your hockey season going. You know what I mean? That's what it's, it's all about. Do you want to play hockey or don't you? And if you do, then then these are the guidelines we gotta, we got to go with. So... Well, great. So far, so good, and uh, we're looking forward to watching your team play yeah. Uh, tomorrow. Yeah. I'm all over. You better give me some good goals so I can belt them out. All right. Them. Yeah. No. Well, I'm putting together the highlight package. All right. <laughs> Sniper's Edge will be your uh, Sniper's, the, the Edge. Sniper's Edge hockey is your uh, your pre roll. I've already got it ready to go. Let's go. Um, let's talk real quickly about high school for a couple minutes here. Who the hell do I rank one this week? If I'm you, if you're me. What could I do? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, you know, uh, it it is hard because I thought Andover was coming on strong a couple weeks ago when we did this. And next thing you know, they kind of fell off a little bit. And then you got Moorhead coming up. Um, So let me ask you that. Yeah. So when you've got Andover, you go, okay, um, they knocked off some really good teams. But then they fell to Rosemont, another good team, but not in the top five. Yeah. But third day of three games, do you give that a free pass? I don't know if you, I, don't, I never have. No, and then you've it, got Edina, who loses to Eden Prairie, and then they get buried by St. Thomas Academy, who absolutely uh, is on fire right now. But they're six four and one or something like that. Yeah. Is that a top ten record? I mean, I don't know what to do. I, I, I might even just give up. I'm not going to do it. I got to look at the body. I would look at the whole body of work and who they've all played. I mean, if if, if that's you, what I do, you look at Edina and you look at who they play. I mean that <laughs> that that schedule yeah. they put together is a meat grinder. And I don't, I don't to be honest with you. There's very few teams that play at that level every night that they do. And to be honest with you, to have the target that Edina has on its back and have you know people what? come after him. Sorry, have people come after them like that, the way they do? 
Um, I mean, you, you look at Eden Prairie. No, yeah, they, you know, that classic game with United and Eden Prairie is a that's a big one. That place is packed to the hilties. It's, it's a old time hockey. It's just, it's fun to be a part of. It's fun to watch. It's, it's one of these games where it can go any way. And usually, more times than not, when I was coaching, you know, on staff, JB over to Dinah, I mean, we went, like, like I told you this, you know, Eden Prairie won the state tournament. <laughs> But they went like nine years without winning a game against Edina, and they won two state tournaments in those years. You know what I mean? It's yeah, kind of crazy. It's like, it's like so, so that game there. I mean, to be honest with you, it, it's kind of a just pick them. I would, I wouldn't even count that one because it's they play two more times behind it. Do, anyway, do, so. do, do you know what Joe and I think? Um, I think the most enjoyable team to watch has been Lakeville South. Yeah. Um, it was really interesting because it was a clash of two styles on Saturday night. Where Lakeville South is is a real under control puck possessing team, yeah. which weren't running around. You know they they were just you know very efficient in their movements and you know they rarely dumped it in. If I recall, it was constant. Yeah. Uh, and when they did dump it in, it was off a terrific regroup. Whereas Edina could never really get the game they wanted to go going. They kind of started in the second period and then established in the third, and that was enough to win 2-1. to one. Their goaltending was really good that night. Other, otherwise, it would have been over in the first yeah. period as they're outshot 18-5. Yeah. But I, I, so, so I feel like they're the best Lakeville South team. Team. What about Cranberry? From what I've seen. We'll go there in a minute. All right. Then, then you've got Andover... Which is so disciplined and detailed with some size who win all of their puck battles, boards, open ice, whatever it may be, 50-50 off draws, but they do all the little things right. And you look at them and you go, well, it's no wonder why they're that good, you know? Um, so I think they're the best technical team yeah. that I've seen. You bring up Rapids. Have you seen them? I did not see them, but some kids at school today said some of the players out there are probably some of the most filthy thing, filthy players they've seen. And these are kids, you know, from the Metro here that I work with that are, like, telling me how they think that Grand Rapids is the best team in the state right now. So I would argue on the Rapids' perspective, um, I think they got um, a little bit pleased with themselves in the early going and started buying their headlines a little bit, and they got stopped by Rose Oak, good hockey team. Yes. They got stopped by War Road, good hockey team, both in overtime, 4-3. And they come down and lose their third in a row to Edina as they're doubting themselves, who just steamrolled them. Yeah. I think it was 5-2, something like yeah. that. And then I had a break from seeing them, you know, because they played pretty well against uh, Eden Prairie and then Elk River to win two at the Dine Holiday Classic. Then I didn't see him for a week or two, and then I did them last week against Minnetonka. Uh-huh. Impressive. Yeah. They went after it. Yeah, they're a good. Uh, Del Greco's a hell of a player. Yeah. You know, so I th- I think they've been able to um, generate their identity yeah. without Jack Pert from last yeah. year. But then that brings me back to Rozo. I mean, have you seen them? No, I have not, and uh, I, I hope to one day get up there to watch the Rosa World game. I mean, I, that's well, like you can watch it online at the end. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be doing a game. Yeah, we can watch it on demand. Yeah, uh, we'll have that on tomorrow night. Yeah, um, you know, Rosa is interesting because they were leading Andover going into the third period of the game they yeah. played at the Tonka uh, Thanksgiving preview. Okay, cool. 
and then it was sort of like um, they just you just you just look at him. Strand has got major points, and he's racking them up, you know. But you just you just kind of you look at him and you go, how are they doing this? They're good, but it's like, are they that good? They must be. I do think the Lund brothers and Andy Lundbaum, I love the guy. Yeah. Terrific. Did a great job there. It's not about that. I do think the Lund brothers have brought in more of a freewheeling open, okay. you know, it's okay, take a chance type of style that I think is working for them. Yeah. I mean, Rozo is always going to contend. I think, I mean, they, yeah, they have down years, but when they're down, it's still not a down year, you know. Um, I, I just think... To be honest with you, what I would do is I would rate Hermantown number one class double A because they've beaten everybody. Thought so. about it. I know, thought about it. You know, Just but take they did, from lose, the to, they did the... lose to Creighton Durham. Yeah. Although, if you have Zamplant in that lineup, I think that loss becomes a different game. I mean, it, yeah. they, they, they are probably the best team in hockey. They Fair are. enough. Fair, oh, yeah. And I would yeah. agree with you on that. You know, who's been interesting to me has been, been Prior Lake. Yeah. Panty. <laughs> I, what are they? I mean, like, so one day they're, they look really good another day it's like oh that was curious again uh i want to say you know no, no disrespect to prior lake because the program's there right yeah it, it's but it, again it hasn't been always there like they're trying to find a way to build that thing into what like any dinah is and Eden prairie and stuff like that and they're on the cusp i think you know what i mean pancras does a great job with those guys i just think it's like being at hopkins it's it's We've lost so much. It's trying to. How do we win? You know, how do we? How do we finish? Like, how do we get up a couple goals? You just got to push through. Yeah, you right? got to push through. And I think Prior Lake's on that cusp of being able to do that. They, it's just getting that mindset. I think that overall mindset of keeping yeah. your guys. Like, they've lost so many kids too over the years. It's 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 not like you know they haven't lost kids. A lot of communities lose kids. But again, you you know, when you want to build something, you got to keep them right. And, yeah, and that's. And that's where I feel, you know, Prior Lake could, I bet they could they could nail anybody on any given day at the same time. Like, getting their kids to believe that they can do it any given day and keep it there, I think, is, is going to be something that they have to work on, just like anybody else does. Like, it, it, it's it's getting that mindset of, oh, we can do this. Like, like it's I think us. It, can we go I on think a three-game really, streak, you know? I think, you know, you think about the teams that have broken through. You know, Eden Prairie used to be in the Suburban West Conference. Yeah. Yeah. When when you'd go from 169 or then Highway 18 yeah. to the West and it was rolling farm hills, yeah. it'd be like, what is this out here? And, um, you know, you go from that to, you know, in 92, I think it was, their yeah. first state tournament. Yeah. And then, you know, they slowly just evolve and grow. But, but some group... Some group has to roll up the sleeves, go plumber-like, yep. and just push it through. Yeah. I have felt, and I'm watching this group closely, they're all back. I think this group can do it. It's just a matter of not trying to do it. Yeah. It's just doing it, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think that's part of the formula you're dealing with. Yeah. No, you're right, and and for me, it's it's how do we get these guys to believe in themselves that they can actually do something they didn't think they were capable of doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've got, I think I believe I've got a better hockey team than my record, and I think a lot of people would say that if they look at Hopkins hockey, that we should be better than this. If they come watch us play for two periods, but don't watch us stink up the third or stink up the second, and no offense, to these guys, but it's just it's all about consistency, and that's. That's where it come, comes back to me and, and building consistency in practice every day. 
doing things until we perfect them and then moving on to something And minimizing self-destruction. Exactly, exactly. Because that self-destruction thing can be just Limit, limit is, if, if you can, again, it's a game of mistakes. If you can limit yours and capitalize on theirs, you're going to have success. And that's yeah. basically, you know, I tell the kids in practice, this is where we want to make our mistakes. We don't want to make them on game day, we want to make them here. Okay, another, another question for you is, you know, you look at at the Metro West, for instance. Yeah. As a conference. Yeah. You got the Red Knights. Yep. Very good hockey club. They may yep. creep into my top ten again this week. They're playing very well. Yeah. But then you have Chaska, yep. who is uh, coming on. Chan Hassan has really kind of become, to me, the story of the West right now. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, they you took, know. They I, took a lump against Shakopee the other night, which is. Good team. Yeah. Yeah, good team, um, up and coming, young. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, and, but, and, but Chan's young too. Yeah, right? and so that stuff's going to happen. Yeah. But in the end, um, you know, you put those teams together, um, you've got some other really good teams, and you take the Metro East. It's another one with Matamidi, Hill Murray, yeah. and uh, St. Thomas Academy. Yep. I think sometimes people forget about the Metro East, Metro West, but they have been state tournament laden in all of their work they're quietly getting it done yeah well, you as know, a group well you look at the areas and how they're growing though i mean they're they're growing communities and so they're they got nowhere to go but up. i mean yeah if you if you look at a place like richfield where i grew up or, or even hopkins right now like we're kind of landlocked right we we either keep our kids in our program or, or they go elsewhere right and out there i mean it's there you know people are coming in flux right and and the schools are are new and people are moving out there and so they're growing areas and as they grow and get bigger you're gonna see that again with numbers. I asked, I asked O'Leary last year. I'm like, I'm like, man. I go, you guys back in the day before he was coaching. I'm like, you know, you'd have, you know, Joey Miller wasn't six to 185 pounds, right? He was this short. He was probably 185 pounds, but he was stocky. Five right? eight, but five eight, right? But you look at Wyzetta, and it's like nothing but six one, 190, and they're all yeah, flying. They it's like, all? well, like you said, like he said, you got a school of three thousand kids. You, you know, it's and, and it's a numbers thing. You look at Edina; they got one hundred and twenty some kids plus that can try out for high school hockey. Now, not all of them try out, but again, when you look at Hopkins. We got we're in, we got a big school, I mean, but we you, got thirty you, we got thirty five four you know thirty five thirty six kids trying out for hockey. I could yeah. argue that the the number of kids that that are eligible. To play high school hockey at Edina could equal four high school teams in the state high school. Oh, league. you're definitely. I mean, yeah. all over. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. like, like, like low end class yeah. A. To, I mean, but if you, if you took all the, they could all play on a lot of teams. They could, they could, and and, and that's what that's the thing though is, is you have depth like that. I told my son this a long time ago when he was playing sports. I said, I said, son, I said, here's the deal. I'm like, you want to play sports in high school? He's like, yeah. I go, okay. I go get in the shortest line and work your butt off, right? Yeah. Like so. So for me, like being at Hopkins is like all these kids transfer all over the place, all over the place, and, and yet none of them play high school hockey, right? You have kids leaving. We have kids that leave Hopkins that go and they think they're going to play high school hockey. They don't play high school hockey. Like they, they may suit up or they may, you know, but none of them. I mean, when's the last time we had a guy that left Hopkins that went and was just star at some private school or double-A school? It has Spencer Nass. So, okay, well, how long ago was that? Uh, 14. 14, okay, so... My point being, I know that's, that's eight yeah, years ago. Yeah, my point being is, is you know, I mean, there's our, probably someone else. Yeah. So I don't. No, if I offended anybody, between well, I, I think I think Conor I mean, Miller you know, might have been a Hopkins he, kid too, but he went to Minnetonka. Yeah, right? like, exactly. So, so, but if these kids stay, are they going to be any different? Are they going to go anywhere different? Are they going to develop any different? To me, hockey nowadays isn't developed in the winter like it used to be back when you and I grew up. 
hockey's developed now in the summer when kids go to MAP and FIT and all these places where they go and they train all the time. They're playing 24-7. High school hockey coaches aren't developing like talent like we used to. We're just dealing with it and managing it more than we are developing it, trying to get them to play as a cohesive unit to go in. Which is tricky because a lot of them come from individualistic skill showcase things or mm-hmm. summer hockey where, you know... It, they aren't held as accountable, yeah. perhaps. But yeah. one thing that's that's interesting to me is when you look at kids that play that are aged, let's say, 10 to... Oh, the food is here. How are you? Good, how are you? Right here. Thank you. Yeah. It's the robot. Thank you. <laughs> and then I have the steak tips. And the salad, too. Yeah. Thank you so much. Can I get yeah. some barbecue sauce, please? Yeah. Thank you. And do you guys need anything else than no. this? No, we're good. Thank okay, you. Sounds good, yeah. Thank you. Well, I think... Should we just cut her off? Let's cut her off. All right. From McCoy's Public House, 15 minutes with Vetchy, which came almost 30 for Eric Vetch and Pete Wagner. So long, everybody. Peace.